There's a reason why in Florida, professional wrestling was deemed an essential business. Because it kicks ass. This is Heel Turns and Headlocks. And this is Bear DiGiulio and Brian LaPrey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Heel Turns and Headlocks podcast. I'm your co-host, Brian LaPrey, and with me, as always, the phenomenal Bear DiGiulio. Just call me Mr. Rona, if you know what I mean. Oh, God. Uh, we, <laughs> speaking of phenomenal, we are not here to talk about WWE or New Japan Pro Wrestling or even Ring of Honor. We are here to talk about TNA, not Impact Wrestling, TNA and adrenaline rush adrenaline rush (laughs) if you are fans of this podcast if you're fans what a terrible word if you are listeners of this podcast or to this podcast whatever works uh you likely know that we are huge tna fans we mark out over tna whatever you want to call it we basically grew up on tna wrestling uh it's what transformed both of our loves for professional wrestling into what they are today and we figured it's half past time we did an episode about that and there's no better way to do that than to look at really what and more specifically who defined tna and well for those of you who are unaware there happens to be a tna hall of fame Uh, it's got some incredible names in there Uh, obviously sting kurt angle jeff jarrett all legends uh earl hebner gail kim one of the greatest of all time abyss a tna pioneer and ken shamrock in 2020 was the most recent inductee much deserved he was actually the first world champion in tna history and of course as a tag team team 3d and don't worry we will do tag teams as well but today we're going to look at that hall of fame and ask a very simple question who's missing and there are quite a few names that you could add to this we had we compiled a list that was well over 10 if we're being honest but we wanted to really cut that list down to the five definitive tna superstars and Superstar, I guess TNA wrestlers, TNA, whatever you want to call them, but they are legends, most of them genuine originals, and that's what we want to focus on. So, all due respect to Christian Cage and Jeff Hardy and many others, we're focusing on, in our opinion, the building blocks of TNA, and those, those five, I mean, really, there's only one place to start this list, so let's just get right into it. All due respect to everybody else who was there, hands down, anybody who watched from start to finish will agree, or start to, I guess, continuation, because it's still going strong right now, but it's AJ Styles. He was Mr. TNA. He was the first ever Triple Crown champion. He was the first ever Grand Slam champion. He was the face of the X Division, which is what, objectively speaking, drew a vast majority of the interest in TNA that... Others like Sting, Kurt Angle, and Christian Cage were then able to take and 
morph into a bigger audience. But it was all about the X Division. Tag team wrestling, women's wrestling as well. But the X Division was TNA's signature strength. And AJ Styles was the guy. He was a five-time world champion in TNA. And again, when I say the face of the X Division, I mean the absolute face of the X Division. A six-time champion. And probably even more important than being a six-time champion, it's we always say this at heel turns and headlocks, it's about moments even more than matches. So even though I'm about to reference some matches, it's the significance of them. The triple threat match with Christopher Daniels and Samoa Joe that in many eyes is the greatest triple threat match of all time and the greatest match in TNA history. Uh, You're talking about the ultimate X matches, which AJ Styles is synonymous with, you know, a match of the year candidate against sting. He had great matches with literally everybody. AJ Styles was synonymous with TNA. And if you are a professional wrestling fan who happened to be watching during the early mid and late two thousands, you probably even remember seeing AJ Styles signs at wwe events that's why and i'm gonna go on a bit of a tangent here aj styles versus john cena when it happened in wwe it was the biggest match in professional wrestling period i i don't care what you think was better i don't because it's not about better there was no bigger match in professional wrestling because there was no match that had 15 years of build-up John Cena was the guy for WWE. AJ Styles was the guy for TNA. And then when AJ left, obviously he maintained that momentum and dominated in New Japan for wrestling. But that's really what it boiled down to. And that's why AJ, I mean, look, if you can only induct one of these guys, it would suck, but it would have to be AJ Styles. He's fine. Let's pretend it's subjective. The greatest TNA wrestler of all time. The guy who is Mr. TNA, he is synonymous with everything that was great about that company. And we love TNA. We still love Impact Wrestling. But that dip that TNA slash Impact had before they started to come back on the rise again, which they've done in recent years, you can almost directly line it up with when AJ Styles left the company. And I really don't think that is any kind of coincidence. You can't talk about TNA slash Impact Wrestling without talking about AJ Styles. Brain and I talked about this off the air a couple of weeks ago. We think AJ's probably the greatest in-ring performer of all of all time. Now, the wide array of opponents that he's had, Sting, Kurt Angle, Christian Cage, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, all those guys he had instant classics with. You put AJ Styles in the ring with a broom, he's going to get a five-star match out of it. I know we've seen a broom before have a match with someone, but with AJ Styles, it's just it's different. The guy, and the guy, by the way, won the Triple Crown Championship, or the Triple Crown, what, five times over? That means he won every single championship in that company's history five times over. That's incredible. Three-time NWA World Heavyweight Championship, which... That, that in of itself has been held by many different legends, guys like Dusty Rhodes, guys like Ric Flair. You know, He held the NWA World Tag Team Championship four times with such a unique set of partners, guys like Jerry Lynn, guys like Abyss, and Christopher Daniels twice. Two TNA legends slash global slash... They 
renamed and rebranded this title a lot. But he won that title a total of two times. Two-time World Heavyweight Champion in TNA. Two-time Tag Team Champion. Six-time and inaugural X Division Champion. You know, you AJ's synonymous with TNA. AJ is just... AJ was Mr. TNA, bottom line. And, you know, we had to start the list with him. I know, ironically, we're doing this in alphabetical order, but you can't start a list of guys that... We don't like to say the word deserve at Heelters and Headlocks. But... We're going to make an exception here because AJ Styles deserves to be in the TNA Hall of Fame when all is said and done. If anyone does, it's AJ. But there are many who do. And that includes another TNA original, a guy who I guess technically could have been later on the list alphabetically, but before he was Robert, he was Bobby. And of course, we're talking about Bobby slash Robert Roode, a guy who... I mean, really, you know, AJ Styles is synonymous with TNA, but you cannot tell the story of TNA without Robert Roode. It's it's impossible. It really is impossible. And the reason I say that is he was there from the start. If you were a fan of TNA in the early 2000s, you likely remember the villainous faction known as Team Canada. And Team Canada, I mean, They're exactly what they sounded like. There were a bunch of people who were proud to be Canadian and they cheated to win matches. Scott Demore, now the mastermind behind the resurgence of impact wrestling. He was their manager and that was really an excellent stable. Scott Demore led the stable, obviously with Petey Williams, the only guy who seems to finish matches with a Canadian destroyer. Uh, Eric Young, a one was in there. Johnny divine was in there, but Really, I think everybody knew from the start, the star of that group, the guy who was just waiting to break out was Bobby Roode. And that's exactly what he did. He is a two-time TNA World Heavyweight Champion. I mean, he's between the NWA and the TNA Tag Team Championships eight times over, eight times over with three different partners. And of course, we're going... I mean, not even a spoiler alert. If you're a fan of TNA, you know, we're going to mention this tag team again when we do the tag team episode. Team Canada was outstanding. Dirty Heels was great with Austin Aries. But arguably the greatest tag team in TNA history is Beer Money Incorporated. And Robert Roode deserves all the credit in the world for that because he was, I mean, not only half of the team, but you could argue that he was the guy who proved that he could thrive outside of the tag team world before a potential other name on this list was able to do so, you know, Robert Roode, he, he's obviously found success in WWE, uh, NXT champion, United States champion, tag team champion, but it, it was different in TNA. It, It was just simply different. He was a, it seems so silly to just phrase it like this, but he was a big deal. He is the longest reigning TNA world heavyweight champion of all time. Singular reign of 256 days. Second on that list, AJ Styles at 211. They're the only wrestlers who have ever held that title for more than 200 consecutive days. And in just two reigns, he's fourth all time in cumulative days. Robert Roode, Bobby Roode, whatever you want to call him, an absolute legend of TNA, whether it's singles wrestling, tag team wrestling, his match with James Storm over the World Heavyweight Championship is also one of the greatest matches in TNA history. But 
regardless of what you want to point to, if you have a Hall of Fame for TNA and Robert Root isn't in it, it's simply incomplete. Any match that Bobby slash Robert Root and James Storm had with the Motor City Machine Guns in particular were absolute bangers, masterpieces of matches. If you guys are fans of professional wrestling, go back, go on YouTube or the Impact Plus app and watch those matches. That's my son in the background yelling. I apologize. Now, on top of being one of the most successful tag team wrestlers in TNA, he was also part of a pretty dominant faction known as Fortune. You know, with AJ Styles, with James Storm, with Kazarian. It you know, Ric Flair was a part of that group. There was a reason why Bobby Roode was known as the it factor in TNA. He had everything. He had everything. He was so good. He's he's still good on the mic, but he hasn't been presented in a way that he used to be when he was in WWE as opposed to TNA. Legend. He deserves his spot. And I'm gonna say it again, deserves, but Bobby Roode is another guy, which everybody on this list, I, I guess, technically deserves it. But Brain said it. A TNA Hall of Fame list is just incomplete without a guy like Bobby Roode. You know, for the sake of this episode, we'll throw out our rule. Every one of these guys deserves to be in. Plain and simple. They deserve it. They, they are pioneers in their own way but they're also pillars of what tna was when they were the closest competition that wwe has ever had and that's all due respect to AEW. they'll need to sustain this AEW is incredible in its own way and we all see all of the progress it's made in such a short period of time but tna actually sustained competition and yes you know, I understand that cable is different back then and you can weigh the numbers how you want, but TNA had a whole lot of star power and the backbone of that company even still was really, it was these five, six wrestlers that we're mentioning now. And that list continues with, I mean, undoubtedly one of the greatest wrestlers in TNA history. We wanted to do the... Te- both of the guys in the Motor City Machine Guns because they both deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. But we started with Chris Sabin. And the reason we did that is simple. Look at the resume. Uh, former TNA World Heavyweight Champion, a two-time TNA slash Impact World Tag Team Champion, recently held the titles for the second time, actually. And of course, a six-time X Division Champion. Uh, one of the greatest X Division wrestlers ever. And really a guy i mean it seems like an insult to say this i'm not saying this as an insult i'm saying it as praise if aj styles weren't in that company chris saban would have been the guy they built around it aj was just that good chris saban was as close as it gets to being able to do everything that aj did he was so smooth He was athletic, but powerful. He had speed, but he also just had the ability to overwhelm you in ways that you would never predict. He is the longest reigning TNA X division champion of all time at 432 combined days. No one else has even reached 400. The guy has done everything significant in TNA is a triple crown champion. Uh, Really, if he was in the first ever ultimate X match again, talking about moments. Uh, 
he had one of TNA's best matches ever against Frankie Kazarian and Michael Shane. It was actually the 2003 match of the year in that company. He's been a part of everything. You know, he's been there when they've brought in international wrestlers and they've gone, okay, who are we going to showcase against the best from different continents, from different promotions? Chris Saban was always high on that list. And yes, he experienced success elsewhere, obviously. A former Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion, a former IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champion. But Chris Saban, He's one of those guys that maybe you don't think of as quickly as you would an AJ Styles or even a Robert Roode, but I think you should. Chris Saban was instrumental in the growth of TNA because as an X-Division wrestler, he was a guy who really carried that division at times. But as a tag team wrestler, even though they quote-unquote only have two world tag team championship reigns in TNA, the Motor City Machine Guns were a draw for TNA. They were probably the most popular act on the show at times. Their crowds would react to them incredibly. Their matches would always steal the show. And Chris Saban was as big of a part of that as Alex Shelley was. I know that I don't want to speak for Bear, but I'm pretty confident in saying this. One of Bear's five-star matches happens to be Chris Saban against Alex Shelley. Those Chris Saban, I really can't say it enough. If AJ Styles weren't there, Chris Saban would have been the guy. And maybe that's unfortunate in some people's minds, but it's it, he wasn't Marty Jannetty to Shawn Michaels. He was just Chris Jericho to Shawn Michaels. Almost as good. Uh, Chris Saban, he, he's that good. You know, he he was that good. And it's kind of a shame that he's not in the Hall of Fame because he's one of the only guys who was really a TNA original who who helped build the company from the ground up who never really seemed to go elsewhere until his hand was forced, you know? And now that he's back with TNA and, as we said, recently won the Impact World Tag Team Championships, I really hope that he gets his opportunity to be a Hall of Famer because he, as much as anyone on this list, absolutely deserves it. He and Shelly still got it, bottom yeah. line. Like, they're still yeah. killing it as a tag team together. And even in singles competition, just a, a few weeks ago, as of this recording, we saw Chris Saban have an awesome match in front of zero fans, but it, that's how the world is spinning right now. But against Josh Alexander, one half of the North with Ethan Page, Chris Saban still got it, you know? And I know wrestling is typically a young man's game, and Saban's currently 38 years old as of this recording he can still go and it seems like he can still go for a long period of time. There's no doubt in my mind that if he were to be put in a position where even right now, he's the only man on this list that's still employed by TNA slash impact wrestling that that in of itself should deserve some sort of praise as being a guy that deserves to be in the hall of fame. Right. I mean, he's done it all and then some in TNA and he's seemingly stuck through it, you know, through all the good times and bad, there's been a lot of bad times in TNA, but Chris Saban seems to overcome all of that stuff. You can easily make the case that Chris Saban deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and if nothing else, at least one more opportunity at current Impact champion Rich Swan. Who knows? I think that'd be a killer match. If you want to give the guns another run with the TNA tag team or Impact, excuse me, TNA, uh, Impact slash TNA tag team titles, sign us up. Chris Saban is a pioneer of the X division. 
you don't talk about the history of the X division without Chris Saban's name. Bottom line. Hail Saban. Damn it. That was his theme song. That's why I'm saying it. I'm not saying to hail Saban, you know. He is a wrestling god per se, but I'm rambling. Bear with me. Uh, is you know it's funny that people hate that song. I love that theme song, but I digress. I thought hail. I thought that was fantastic. Hail Saban. That was amazing. Yeah, also, that was Chris Saban. Freaking cool. Hands down, Chris Saban, the best tornado DDT of all time. Bar none. Bar none at all. And on that note, speaking of the best of a move, we go to the man who has the best moonsault ever. I'm even proud of myself for that transition, damn it. Uh, I am clapping. I am clapping (laughs) right now. You hear that? Well done. Thank you. Thank you. If you know me, you know that there are very few wrestlers in the history of this industry who I am a bigger fan of than the next man on this list. A guy who... If I could be in that squared circle, I would do my best to emulate. I think it is a crime that he has never won the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And I sincerely hope and pray that this new relationship between AEW and Impact writes that wrong. Because he is, in my opinion, one of the 10 greatest wrestlers in TNA history. And he's probably closer to the top five than the back end of the top 10. A guy who singles wrestling, tag team wrestling, it didn't matter, always, always found success. That man, of course, is the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels, a man who thankfully did ultimately win a world championship in Ring of Honor, much deserved, uh, became the first ever Grand Slam champion there. But in TNA, You're talking about a four-time TNA X Division champion. You're talking about an eight-time tag team champion. And the beauty of that is you. if we were to make a list of the greatest tag teams of all time, you could make a case that three of them, obviously just speaking about TNA, but three of them, including included Christopher Daniels. That's insane. Triple X undoubtedly makes the list. If you're a fan of TNA from the start, you remember Triple X. They had legendary matches and rivalries with AMW, another tag team that we'll bring up at a later point in time. But they just, Christopher Daniels, Loki, and Elix Skipper, they stole the show. They were so unique. They blended styles so perfectly. And then he moves on from that, and he and AJ Styles had some of the best tag team matches you'll ever see. Their chemistry was incredible going from rivals to tag team partners. And then on top of that, obviously everybody knows about the tag team with Christopher Daniels and Kazarian. You know them by a hundred different names, but one of the great tag teams in TNA history, three different tag teams that Christopher Daniels was a full-time member of all in the top 10 in TNA history and TNA, of course, known pretty damn well for being a great tag team wrestling company now what did he do as a singles competitor as i said four-time tnax division champion leading up to the aforementioned triple threat match that helped define a generation of wrestling fans and also define the x division as a whole christopher daniels held the x division championship for 182 consecutive days At that point in time, that was the longest X-Division championship reign ever. It's been surpassed since, but 
all due respect to the people who passed him, there was nothing like 2000's X Division. It was different. And Christopher Daniels reigned supreme over it. He had an incredible rivalry with AJ Styles, including an Iron Man match that if you don't give that five stars, it better at least be 4.5. Classic. Absolute classic. His feud with Samoa Joe was great. Everything that Christopher Daniels did, his feud with Sting was great. I think there was a lot of untapped potential there, which is probably the story of Christopher Daniels in the world heavyweight title picture. But Christopher Daniels, so smooth. Everything that he did, it just made sense. It, it, it was perfect. you know. And it was such a great contrast, too, because the X Division was filled with all these revolutionary high flyers who were doing things that you'd never seen before. And just like Alex Shelley came in and did something different with technical wrestling, and we're going to keep mentioning Alex Shelley because he should be in the Hall of Fame also, but Christopher Daniels... He was grounded. He was methodical. He he had the best moonsault ever. He did the acai moonsault to the outside of the ring as well. More of an Arabian press, I guess. But Christopher Daniels, he had this unique style where it was about grappling. And he threw submissions in there and he threw some high flying. But he was just this well-rounded competitor who did nothing especially elite, I guess you would say. But he did everything well. And he was just this... He was the glue of the X division, honestly, because he was the guy who you could put in the ring with anybody. And he would not only look good himself, but make them look good. And, and, you know, I think that's one of the things that we love about AJ Styles, right? Like today, we love that about him, especially today, because he knows how to work with anybody. Christopher Daniels was that without as much athleticism. You know, he honestly, it's, it's funny to think about if you just look at it from a physical perspective, Christopher Daniels is the last guy you'd expect to thrive in the X division, a little thin framed, not that athletic, but here he is churning out great match after great match. One of the best characters in TNA history as well, but Christopher Daniels to me, criminally underrated. And if we only get one thing out of this impact and AEW partnership, I really hope it's that Christopher Daniels finally wins the TNA World Heavyweight Championship because Lord knows he should have done it many times before. Even if he wins it tomorrow, no one would be mad at it because it's such a it's such a deserved reign. And this is no disrespect to current Impact Champion Rich Swan, but I think even he would understand a legend in the capacity that really built the foundation of TNA. Christopher Daniels is that guy, you know, his, his character work as the fallen angel was some of the greatest character work in TNA history. And then you look at the grand scheme of things and you look at it right now, Christopher Daniels is 50 years old and he's still such a pioneer and a trailblazer in the world of wrestling. He's one half of, well, he was actually one third, technically part of the first ever AEW world tag team champions, which is a cool stat for him there's still something missing. He was such a pioneer in the X division. He was a pioneer in TNA as a whole. I loved him as a part of fortune. I, that, I think that's one of the more underrated groups in pro wrestling history. Daniels does Daniels just, you know, he was he, just that he was a pioneer and you have to, you, you write that wrong. And if, if again, if this AEW slash impact 
partnership, if anything comes out of it and Daniels gets a run as Impact Champion, I think it would be really cool for his career. He deserves, he definitely deserves a spot in the Hall of Fame. All of these men do, obviously, but the most underrated guy on this list is probably Christopher Daniels because no heavyweight championship reigns is just, it's astonishing. It's astonishing because he put his blood, his sweat, his tears into TNA. And I think it's, it's odd. It's very odd to me that he never held the heavyweight championship, but he still had a very successful career. One that's definitely deserving of a hall of fame spot. And that's really why we're doing this. To be honest with you, we, we kind of feel like Christopher Daniels is almost emblematic of TNA as a whole in the sense that we don't really talk about how influential that company is. You know, sometimes they're the, the, the butt of the joke, right? Because they climbed so high and then fell so far. But first and foremost, it's incredible that they survived that and are still putting out high quality content. And they have been consistently putting out high quality content that even if you're not a fan of it, it's unique. It's original. It's something that they do differently than everyone else. I personally love that. But speaking about the era that we're obviously talking about with these selections, even though these guys were in TNA for so long that they crossed over generations, TNA really shaped everything you see today. You know, how many wrestlers do you see that wrestle a style that is so clearly influenced by AJ Styles? Countless. You can even, Kenny Omega has talked about the fact that he was going to retire and then he wrestled AJ Styles and it made him want to keep going because he wanted to be as good as that guy. Will Ospreay has talked about AJ Styles' influence, Ricochet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You see it in people's attire. They even dress like AJ dresses. Christopher Daniels, I mean, how many guys has he influenced in the locker room in Ring of Honor, in TNA, wherever it is, and then they've gone on to achieve all these great things influenced by a guy known as the ring general because he has so much to teach and so much to study. Chris Saban as a singles competitor and a tag team competitor. Robert Roode, you look at him now, he's pretty much, I mean, in TNA, the great thing about him, he was the prototypical heel. He was perfect. He, he did it perfectly. You hated him. You could not wait to see him lose, but you respected how good of a wrestler he was. And that's why he did experience some immediate success in WWE and NXT. But if you're going to talk about a guy who has really changed professional wrestling, there are some who came before him, Big Van Vader, Bam Bam Bigelow, etc. But the guy who has influenced the generation of Kevin Owens and Keith Lee, even Bray Wyatt. Well, you got to talk about Samoa Joe. And the reason I say you got to talk about Samoa Joe, it's because that man, if you want to talk about underrated wrestlers, Samoa Joe, I'm not saying he is, but he belongs in that greatest of all time discussion. Doesn't mean he has to be on your Mount Rushmore in your top 10. To me, I think he's one of the top 25 greatest wrestlers of all time because the landscape of professional wrestling has changed over the course of the past 20 years in a way that I don't think we talk about enough. And the two companies that really changed it the most on the American scene are Ring of Honor and TNA. And there just so happens to be one guy who was the top dog in both. And that was Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe was this heavy set guy close to 300 pounds who would then come out, fly over the top rope, chop the living hell out of you, 
put you in a hundred submissions and call it a day. He had the power, he had the speed, he had the agility. And of course, he's one of the greatest technical wrestlers of his time. You know, Samoa Joe has had classic matches with AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels. He had some great matches with Chris Sabin. Uh, the list goes on and on. Kenta Kobashi, his match in, in Ring of Honor, obviously, but Samoa Joe has stolen the show everywhere. And of course, one of the definitive moments and matches in TNA history is when Samoa Joe confronted and, of course, subsequently wrestled Kurt Angle. There was no one else to put in that position with Kurt Angle but Samoa Joe. And that's not a slight against anybody else. Joe was simply unique. And he really... TNA had the phrase, right? How is the X Division different than WCW's cruiserweight division? What's the difference? Well, the X Division isn't about weight limits. It's about no limits, right? That was the thing that Mike Tanay and Don West would hammer home every time that you heard about the X Division. Not about weight limits. It's about no limits. Samoa Joe was the epitome of that. He came in there. How did he belong in the X Division? And then within five minutes, he went, oh, I get it. This guy can wrestle anybody. And if you want to look at the resume, well, I mean, TNA World Heavyweight Champion, TNA Television Champion, two-time tag team champion, including one time by himself, uh, <laughs> TNA X Division Champion. Really, any tournament or, or special match type that there is, Joe has probably competed in it and won. You know, it, Triple Crown Champion, Grand Slam Champion, two-time Mr. TNA Award winner, Joe, he had everything. He was great on the mic. He was great in the ring. He could wrestle the heavyweights. He could wrestle the high flyers. Put him in the ring with a technical wrestler, and he'd out-wrestle them no matter who the hell they are. Kurt Angle can attest to that. Samoa Joe, I mean, we talk about it's criminal that Christopher Daniels never won the world championship. To me, it's criminal that Samoa Joe only won it once. That doesn't make sense to me. If you watch TNA when Samoa Joe was there, you're well aware of how, not only how important he was, but how long he was there for. You know, he it's not like he was there for a year and then that was it, right? He was there for over a decade and he got the world title once as one of the, in my opinion, one of the five greatest wrestlers in TNA history. Doesn't make sense. And the very... <laughs> We all obviously doing this episode, we understand that there are contractual things and this and that that prevent A, B, and C from occurring. But if you're if we're gonna have to accept that this guy only won the world title once, he should at least be in the hall of fame where he belongs. He came in guns a blazing in TNA. He wasn't quite the original that AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels were, but he came in in 05 and he just he fit right in. 18 month undefeated streak his first technical loss which didn't count as a loss by the way and he'll definitely make mention of that he did in a promo there was no pinfall or submission when he lost the x division championship to christopher daniels in an ultimate x match there was no pinfall or submission 18 months that's incredible when you consider everything right you know he He's another one, you know, when you do, even if we do, we should do a Mount Rushmore of TNA wrestling. Although I think this episode would kind of, it's, this is it, right? Samoa Joe's up there. He was up, he was in there for over a decade and he, he, he did everything that he could. It is a shame that he only won the championship once, but that's one more reign than 
the aforementioned Christopher Daniels, which both stats are just are wild to me. But Samoa Joe is one of those guys, and all these guys are obviously one of those guys where you don't talk about the history of total nonstop action without talking about Samoa Joe. Bottom line, he's one of the best to ever do it. There, you know, unfortunately, as of right now, he's still battling with injuries, hence why he's not in the ring. But when he does come back, I'd love to see him do what he does best. And TNA really did, you know, above all else, everybody likes to give TNA crap, but TNA really did utilize that. He was in there with guys like AJ Styles, guys like, you know, he had just incredible with Kurt Angle, incredible feud with a guy like Sting, you know, incredible feuds with Christopher Daniels. He wrestled everybody that he could in TNA. They really did utilize him to the best of their abilities. Could they have given him another championship reign or two? Sure. But he's he's one of the best to ever do it in TNA. He's one of the reasons why a guy like me, who is currently a little over 300, if I ever were to get back in the wrestling ring, you know, Brain mentioned Christopher Daniels being his influence when it came to mimicking that in-ring style. But there's no Kevin Owens without Samoa Joe. I think that's fair to say. There's no Keith Lee without Samoa Joe. Bigger framed guys like that are guys that are very agile for their size that you you sit there and you're like, holy crap, did he really just do that in the ring? I think the OG of that above all above anyone, I know Big Van Vader obviously was the major influence, but Samoa Joe, his Ring of Honor run and his TNA run really, really did capitalize that for bigger, heavier set framed guys where they're moving around in the ring and you're like, holy crap, did he just do that? It's awesome. I Another guy, he just he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame without without a doubt, and I think eventually he will get there in the TNA Hall of Fame. At the very least, he better. And yeah, damn right. On that note, I guess we'll move on to you know what? Screw it. We'll do two honorable mentions, and we'll start with a guy who we have mentioned throughout this episode, Bear and I, one of both of our favorite wrestlers of all time one half of the Motor City Machine Guns, and a guy who, when you say TNA original, he's a TNA original. We remember him with Goldilocks. Weird times, but fun times. Paparazzi Productions. You know, the the segments with Kevin Nash. Obviously, as I said, the Motor City Machine Guns, probably the most popular tag team to originate in TNA, or at least, I guess, come into the public eye in TNA. And of course, a former X Division champion. Look, Alex Shelley was basically there from the start, and he always reinvented himself. He had this magnetic charisma where a lot of people compared him to Chris Jericho in that sense, but he had this magnetic charisma where love him or hate him, you watched, you paid attention when he was on your screen. He had, he's one of the best technical wrestlers of the past 20 years, maybe ever. And in that tag team realm with Chris Saban, they really revolutionized what we see today. Tag teams like the Young Bucks have talked about this. You know, everybody works at this pace that the Motor City Machine Guns helped popularize. Even if they didn't invent it necessarily, they really helped bring it to the American audience and they really helped make it almost like a standard for what we see today. And from a singles perspective, Alex Shelley is so creative. You know, when he went to NXT earlier this year, which was 
one of the great moments of wrestling in 2020 because that's actually 2020 that feels like a lifetime ago but it doesn't feel like 2020 but no, it was a different part of 2020 that feels like it was 1950 uh when he went to NXT, you know, WWE put out this package and it was great. You know, Nigel McGuinness and Cesaro, Johnny Gargano, a lot of great wrestlers talking about Alex Shelley and how he's influenced professional wrestling today. And he really has. Johnny Gargano will be the first person to tell you that, that basically everything he does, he emulates Alex Shelley. I mean, the Gargano escape, it's the border city stretch. You know, it, not a complaint, just a fact. Alex Shelley is essential to telling the story of TNA because when you look at it from this perspective, at least this is how I do. What made people fans of TNA, right? What, what drew them in the X division? Well, he was a part of that, an important part of that tag team wrestling. Well, he was crucial to that. The funny segments with Kevin Nash. Well, he was basically the backbone of that. Alex Shelley to me is probably the most underrated wrestler of the past 20 years. And not just saying this as a fan or because he retweeted us, uh, but honestly he is. <laughs> and we're, we're genuinely thrilled that he's back in TNA slash impact wrestling. We're genuinely thrilled that he got this second tag team championship reign with Chris Saban. It seems just crazy to even say that they have anything less than like five because they they were so damn good. And, and, you know, one of my personal favorite matches of all time was the Motor City Machine Guns against Speed Muscle. It was kind of a showcase of Dragon Gate where the was it, the World X Cup, I think it was back there, was something along those lines. Forgive me. I should remember this. But they just tore it up. They had like five to seven minutes on TV, and they put together the perfect tag team match. And... That's just the story of Shelley. He didn't get a lot of exposure, but everything he had, he not only made the most of it, he made you remember it. And you could easily argue, well, the Motor City Machine Gun should be in. Maybe Shelley shouldn't. I argue he should be. And hopefully one day he is. Because Alex Shelley, absolute star for Impact slash DNA, and a guy who's kind of like the unsung hero of that company. If anybody's going to do anything after this episode, I want you to watch Alex Shelley versus Chris Saban, TNA Genesis 2009. Brian mentioned that it was one of my five-star matches. It's It goes five, six, seven, eight, nine. I don't care how many stars. Alex Shelley is the reason I started watching TNA. I saw a clip of him doing something really random with Kevin Nash for a paparazzi championship series, which by the way, if you're going to do anything else after this episode and you're going to watch that Alex Shelley versus Chris Saban, TNA Genesis, 2009 match, go back and watch every single video. You're, it, you'll love it of the paparazzi championship series that Kevin Nash hosted where there were so many Bob Backlund references and Kevin Nash was trying to train for the X division and he was wrestling wrestlers in Madagascar and Alex Shelley was helping him try to, become part of the X division. It was just, it was, it was quality television. If you guys are going to do anything, the reason I started watching TNA was because of Alex Shelley. God bless the internet back in the day. You know, we would see gifts and be like, Whoa, who's that? He looks intriguing. Something about the eye makeup under his eye. And I don't know, I was captivated and he's been one of my favorite wrestlers of all time to this day. And when he came out this year, which yeah, it feels like forever ago. In 2020, in NXT, I 
damn near shed a tear. I've never met the man, but I was like, oh my God, he's finally getting the respect he deserves. TNA slash Impact, I give them all the credit. They gave him and Chris Sabin another Impact Wrestling Tag Team Championship run this year, dethroning the North, who were the longest reigning tag team champions prior to losing it to the Guns. And now they're kind of staples again. They're having tag team matches against Triple XL. They're going to feud with the, the Good Brothers for the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Championships. I just adore Alex Shelley and I hope and pray he is a guest on this podcast one day just so I can gawk at him I just I love the man bottom line I was always an Alex Shelley stan as the kids say growing up and one day I know for sure Chris Saban will get into the TNA Hall of Fame as a singles competitor I think Alex Shelley deserves that praise too despite never winning the TNA slash impact wrestling uh, heavyweight championship he was a pi- another guy that was truly a pioneer of the X division and one of the better tag team wrestlers of our, of our, of all time. He had instant classics with Chris Saban against beer money. He had instant classics with Kushida against anybody they went after. Alex Shelley is just, he's to me, he's, he's one, he's one of my favorite wrestlers as you can, as you guys can tell by now, but he deserves his due in the impact wrestling hall of fame. Brian actually surprised me putting him on this list because I didn't think we were going to talk about him, but I'm glad we did because I just, I love that man. That's what I'm here for, brother. And on that note, well, we have one more name and it's a pretty easy transition because it's another guy who's predominantly known as a tag team wrestler, but has also found single success. And that guy really on the list of the greatest tag team wrestlers to ever live. Really? And it's it's kind of a shame that he doesn't get more praise for this because it's 100% true. James Storm, uh, obviously a former TNA World Heavyweight Champion, a career-defining achievement. That match with Robert Roode for the TNA World Championship was one of the best matches TNA has ever had. It was emotional. It was raw. It was real. The crowd went nuts. It was great. And, and it was just a testament to what Cowboy James Storm has meant to TNA fans because he is very much an absolute original of TNA. Uh, he, and it starts really at the beginning. I, I, I mentioned Christopher Daniels. He's in three of the greatest tag teams in TNA history. You could honestly make the case that James Storm is in both of the top two tag teams in TNA history. I'm not saying he is or isn't, but Beer Money Incorporated with Robert Roode and America's Most Wanted with Chris Harris – both of those tag teams pretty much defined eras of TNA and arguably the two best eras of TNA. You know, James Storm, you want a number to put on it? Fine. Here you go. In TNA, he is a 14 time tag team champion. 14 time tag team champion. Let that sink in. That's a lot. That is a lot. He has won those 14 titles with five different partners. He and Chris Harris as America's Most Wanted, a six-time NWA TNA World Tag Team Champions. And, of course, with beer money, Robert Roode, they won the titles five times. He also won the titles once with Christopher Daniels and something of a mismatch team. Pretty cool because they were bitter rivals, America's Most Wanted versus Triple X. One of the great rivalries in TNA's history. It was early on in the company, but it, it really helped define what made that TNA tag team division so special. 
it, they had real storylines. <laughs> they had real genuine storylines. Almost 20 years before AEW, we did get that on American television. I know it's hard to believe, but it's true. You know, the, and of course, we all remember the incredible uh, walking the rope that Elix Skipper did on top of the steel cage. That whole match is a classic. That's one of the greatest tag team matches you'll ever see. I know I keep saying that, and it seems like I'm hyping it up beyond where it should be. I promise you I'm not overrating these things. They're actually incredible. And to me, that's what makes James Storm so special. America's most wanted. Yeah, they had chapters of their careers as a tag team where they were the quote-unquote bad guys, but they were the... They were the driving force of that tag team division. They were the faces. They were the ones that everybody paid to see because they were charismatic and they were proud to be American. And it, it got over. And then he flips the switch and he becomes one half of beer money who everybody hated but had to respect because they were so damn good. James Storm has reinvented himself a hundred times and... and Thankfully, he experienced a lot of success in the recently rebooted National Wrestling Alliance. I hope that his recent return to TNA was not a one-time thing, or excuse me, to Impact Wrestling was not a one-time thing. I would love to see him come back to the company that he helped build with his blood, sweat, and tears. Because, you know, James Storm, again, 14-time tag team champion in TNA. I, he's, I, another, he's another one. Yeah, you you can't speak on the history of TNA without him. Bottom no. line, he's not even you know we we say honorable mention because we had five names that we really wanted to discuss. But James Storm is sorry to cut you off, but James Storm was is one of those guys that he helped build the company from the ground up, and he's had success outside of TNA. But at the at the end of the day, you know TNA is his home. It's his home promotion and. You know, he's another one of those guys. If he were to win the championship tomorrow against Rich Swan, the current Impact Wrestling champion, that'd be such a cool staple in his legacy, right? I guess maybe staple is a weird way to put it, but James Storm is one of the, maybe the greatest TNA tag team wrestler of all time. I think that's pretty fair to say. 14 reigns between numerous, numerous partners, of course, but Hall of Fame is it's got to be in his future because any guy can look on Wikipedia and say, Oh my God, look at all these titles. He's won. He's, he's incredible. He was incredible in the ring. You could really put him in there with anyone in the ring. And he's got a, such a unique style where it's believable when he throws punches, you can tell like, damn, that looked like it hurt. And that's the whole point of pro wrestling, baby. It's to make it, you know, make it, make it look real, right? James Storm does just that every time he's in the ring. And I am happy as well that he had a lot of success in NWA and TNA and the resurgence of NWA as well. It's a no-brainer. This guy is a bona fide, surefire Hall of Famer in TNA Impact Wrestling. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes our list. We, uh, we know that there are others who should be added we tried to limit it to five we ended up going to seven that's usually what happens around here but these are tna originals tna legends who you know we, we all remember the guys who we already knew when they got to tna and i don't mean 
fans of Ring of Honor who knew because unfortunately there weren't as many of us as we thought they were. Otherwise, Ring of Honor would have been as big as WWE. Not the point. Point is, TNA is a company that really shaped Baronized lives as professional wrestling fans, and I guess subsequently shaped our lives. We have a lot of fond memories of that company. We'll always have a soft spot for that company. I don't want to speak out of turn, but I believe that Prime TNA is pretty much our favorite wrestling company ever. And fair. These guys defined it. They they're the ones who drew us in and made us stay. And maybe it was for some people a Kurt Angle, a Christian Cage, a Jeff Hardy, a Sting. Nothing wrong with that. But the the individuals who built this company from the ground up, in our opinion at least, are the ones we just mentioned. And that's why they are the TNA legends who need to be in the Hall of Fame. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we have a number and some merchandise to shill. 614-450-0366. Text it, call it, do whatever. Whatamaneuver.net forward slash collections forward slash heel dash turns dash headlocks. We have infant onesies for your babies. We have hoodies for the cold. It's December at as of this recording. It's cold out there. Get a hoodie. We have t-shirts. We have tank tops. Get them all at whatamaneuver.net. And Brian, tell these fine people the rest of your beautiful ending of said podcast. By the way, we love you and we thank you for the support and all that good stuff. And I'm going to let Brian take care of that because that, that's what he does. You're too kind. And all of you are too kind for listening to us. We know it's been a, a strange year, not only in wrestling, but overall. And we can't say enough how thankful we are and how grateful we are that all of you have chosen to take this ride with us. We've seen a lot of growth individually and as a company, and that's due in large part to all of you. So thank you very much. And as the holidays get near, please continue to be get near. Is that a phrase? Who knows? As the holidays near, sure. We'll leave it in there. Who needs to edit anything? Phrase uh, does. Yeah. <laughs> Please continue to stay safe out there. Wear your mask, social distance, all that. And uh, stay safe, stay happy. And if you can't do anything else today, keep on loving professional wrestling. MF and boom. You've been listening to Heel Turns and Headlocks with Bear DiGiulio and Brian LaPrey. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon with more. But until then, reach out on Facebook at Heel Turns and Headlocks, on Twitter at Heel underscore Turns underscore Pod, and on Instagram at Heel Turns and Headlocks. We'll see you next time.